Oh, so you liked part one, did you? Have you skipped part one and come straight to part two? Either way, here's part two of the That David podcast with David and Michaela. The That, The That. That is it, that is it, that is it. That is it. I worked for East Yorkshire Blazing for four hours. And for four hours? Four hours. Um, and I had the big cord flares in hot pink. Yeah. Used to wear like little Disney t-shirts and have loads of bracelets on. And I was bereft. And I walked into Barca that morning with this super multicultural. Bombshell or whatever. I've never voted. It's because we actually stole it. What do you think about what Joe Brand said? If I talk about it and people watch it and they don't like it, they will hate me. Is he a complete psychopath? Is he awful? Do we hate yeah, him? Yeah. Which is a horrible, tragic story. Yeah. The joke is hilarious. Like, do I yeah. want to do it because I want people to know what I think, or do I want to do it because I think it'd do well on YouTube? Just a little bit to like lift. And I would never have known that she'd had it yeah. done. You can't get those eyebrows back after no, a while. No. You fucked them up. Yeah. It's been four hours. Four hours we've been doing yes. this. I went to Catholic school. What school did you go to? Paul Cross, so like not right, Catholic. So we definitely. I just keep thinking like, where, we definitely know each other. Macaulay. I went to Macaulay. Yeah, a good Catholic school. I had a friend that went to Macaulay. And I know she's nothing a year about. Older than me. Right, you don't that? even live in the same area as me. You did a video with a girl called Stacy. Oh yeah. This is see, this is where I'd is it good research or stalker? Is stalkerism even a word? I said it on Instagram. Stalkerism. Sure. And, and I listened it and I thought, uh, I'm a podcaster and a blogger, I'll say what I want. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I thought, this might be a little bit stalkerish, I don't know. But I'm sure you did a yeah. with Stacey. Did she go to McCall? I definitely seem to recognise her as well. I don't know what's But then I've also Oh her daughter had... goes there, so maybe she did. Maybe she yeah, did. Maybe she did. She looks And she is familiar. my age. Yeah. So she definitely looked like someone I went to school okay, with. Okay, yes, yeah, so for sure. She so could have been in your year. We'll definitely know probably some of the same people at some point. Maybe so, but I don't know anyone she knows. Like right, we, right. we met at work. <laughs> <laughs> where, like, this is another thing I'm thinking, right, I wonder where you've worked. Oh, well, I, work, I used to work um, at UKI. Call centre. That is it. That is it. That That's is it. I know everyone from. That is it. I don't know why I didn't think to say that. I knew. I worked there for seven years. I, I nearly said then, whispered into the she's going to say UKI. Yes, yes, UKI yes. partnerships. Yes. I worked there. Okay. But so did, did hundreds of people. I did motor insurance mm-hmm. and then sales. started doing yeah, sales, mm-hmm. motor home. So basically, what UKI is for you lot that are thinking, what the fuck are these two going on about? Derek it's Line. basically just a call centre. Yeah. For car insurance, home insurance, I think we did. Yeah. What what year did you work there? Uh, No idea. I will have been about nineteen. We're the same age, so how old were you when you were there? Oh no, you know what? I think I started working there when I was. Oh no, I must have been younger than that. But I was working there when I was nineteen. Yeah, and it was one of those places where everybody probably recognised each other, but you could easily go weeks without talking to anyone other than. Did you know Inda? Inda definitely rings a bell. Inda Mahajan. It definitely rings a bell, but I can't picture them. Okay, I loved him there. I still, in fact, I'll, I'll get you on Twitter because he's on Twitter. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of these people, I, I've done a lot of stuff, but yeah. my memory, it's like I have a selective memory, but it ain't me who's selecting the memory. <laughs> it's like my brain just offers up, this is what you're going to remember today. And I'm like, oh, cool, I'd forgot about that. I but worked there for I seven years to, and genuinely in that moment, I was like, oh, I worked in a call centre. Yeah, yeah. And I just think, yeah, I don't, I remember, like, it's like at school, until somebody says something, I can't remember what I did at school, really. Mm-hmm. Like, people are like, oh, what did you do at school? And I'm like, uh, I don't really know. I like, played football and I stuff. don't have mega fresh memories of school. And I don't actually talk to a single person from school. Oh, that's a lie. 
and now and again on Instagram mm-hmm. because of the blogging and stuff they've yeah. found me but actually friends in real life and stuff I I'm talk not, to one single I'm person not, yeah. but he lives in London so it's easier to maintain a friendship with someone like yeah, that yeah, yeah. because we don't get on each other's nerves <laughs> that's it but yeah I don't speak because obviously I've got two teenage girls now uh, my stepdaughters and they think that obviously Everything's their school so and their friends right now is is life forever and I keep saying to them like you do realise most of these people you'll probably never speak to ever again once you leave school. Because I don't. That's where another thing that, yeah, we probably should talk more about you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so at least we know where we might know yeah, we recognise no, sure, each other for from. Sure, that's it. Definitely. I mean, especially since we were in exactly the same department. Yeah. Who was, give me a, a, a name. See, like, this is it. I'm trying to of think. Anyone. There was a girl called Renee. Oh, yeah. Renee. Yeah, she was my team leader, stories. I think. Have you? <laughs> Not for the podcast. All right, we'll definitely talk afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I remember Renee. Um, and this could be minutes like... of silence while I rack my brain. The girl called Lisa Barkley. Yes, I remember her. There was a whole vibe, and I think it's a perfect place to go. And I kind of think call centre is like national service. Everyone should have to go and work in a call centre for like a year just to learn how to deal with the public and not be a twat. Um... Or realise how much the most people in public are twats. Yes, yeah. but it's just it's but a massive it. learning experience. And I think a lot of people, I mean, I obviously am thinking as well of people who like go straight into this kind of thing and mm. have had no work experience whatsoever, which drives me insane. Yes. Just, I just, just go and get a job for just a year. Yeah. Just a year, go and be a waitress or something. See, I wouldn't like to think my kids had to do that. Why? <laughs> I don't, call centres for me drove me mental. Especially because when I first started as well, the bonus scheme. I were rolling. I were nine. I was like a nineteen-year-old millionaire. Yeah. I weren't a millionaire. And you can't leave. I felt though. like one. You can't leave. No. once it's that kind of money at that age. But then I was also there when they decided to bring in this new cap and the new system, and then all of a sudden I was losing like five, six hundred quid a month, and mm-hmm. I'm thinking, whoa, what the fuck's this? All and they're about? not transferable skills. No. <sighs> Working in call centres for me is probably the worst job I ever had. Agreed. But, it, but yeah, some but of the things... But go and do it for a year and understand then... It, it makes you appreciate you, every yes, other job on planet. It gives you a little bit of perspective. When, whenever you go into whatever job it is, mm. you get like... When I worked there, I then went straight... I, worked, I was like waitressing for a little bit. I've had like about a million different jobs. Yeah, me too. Um, I worked for East Yorkshire Glazing for four hours. And they for four hours? Four hours. Um, <laughs> I was outbound, outbound selling um, windows. It was the worst thing ever. And I just left and never went back. And he kept calling me saying he owed me like £16 or something. It was amazing. £16? Yeah, it was terrible. Decent money back really. then. And I never rang him back. <laughs> I've worked at like, I worked at Subway for a while. Do you remember Streetwise Sports? Yes. That were That opened and immediately with a closing down sale yeah. sticker on it. it. I worked, that was my first job out of school. Because um, I left school, I remember this so vividly. I left school on the Thursday, and I was like, "I'm not going back." And my dad said, "You, I've got a, oh, you've got one week. Yeah. You can't find a job in one week." And I started on Monday. Yeah. It's like I am not going back to school. No, I left straight away. I couldn't. Well, I, could. I tried to do six form, and I did go back to college for a bit as well. But nah, it's not for me. Higher education. No, <laughs> it's no. Just, I haven't got the bandwidth for like. I ended up in loads of like. Uh, just random jobs like warehouse but what I did notice is in every job I had I tried to work my way up all the time which then led me to get in are NVQs still a thing? Yeah, I've got an NVQ Like well. I had NVQs in like warehouse and distribution management <laughs> and I were actually stuff that you probably yeah. thought I'm never going to use no. this again but, but I got it on the job and then I got promoted to be a warehouse manager at only 18 wow. like in charge of 
30 odd 40 year old men some of them that were obviously like massively resentful f- yeah, yeah you fucking little dick which i was i were a little dick back then so it's fair enough on them but yeah i had like so i've got these random qualifications i've had, i remember actually listing them when cvs were a thing before mm-hmm. i just decided i'm never having a boss again i'll do my own yeah. thing like and i list them all and i think i've got all these qualifications that mean absolutely nothing mm-hmm. and so yeah when you talk about higher education and stuff it's like unless you're going into an academic career yes. which one of Training one of our daughters specific. yeah one of our daughters will definitely be going down the route of either doctor lawyer like she academically she's a yeah. genius she doesn't know how to work toaster but academically like she's too. a genius so she so education and university and stuff like that is definitely in her future but then we have another kid who is so creative yeah. but cannot read one sentence without thinking this is boring as shit and i don't yeah. want to read it so academically she'll probably not be seen as as smart yeah. so yeah it's, it's so i ended up in loads of like rubbish crappy jobs but i'm really glad that we found out through our rubbish and crappy jobs where we probably <laughs> we, we, we still don't even actually no, know definitely but that's what it is it's definitely. got to be yeah because i don't know what year i just saw you and i thought i know that guy yeah. What happens, I walk around, because there were so many people that worked there, and I worked there for so long. I'll walk around town, and I see people all the time, and I'm like, how do I know that person? And for sure, I just saw him in the canteen every day for seven years. Yeah, yeah. It's just... And I don't know whether then, because you, like say, were you 19 when you had Ella? Yeah, well, I, I started working there when I was 17, and then left when I was probably like 23, yeah. 24 whatever seven years is from there. So did you kind of, because obviously at that age, I were earning decent money for a kid, for mm-hmm. a teenager, going out in the town every week. And I see people now, yeah. now we're in our 30s, just randomly in French Gates shopping, whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, I used to see that person in Shabar every week, but I've never Shabar. spoken to him. I don't know what the name is. Yeah. I just know that every Saturday night, mm. about half past nine, we were in Shabar together, yeah. but we, we don't know each other. I just recognize all these people. Cause it's kind of like you used to be out on that scene all the time. Cause I did think, I wonder if that's where, no. but then I thought you probably won't have been quite as active Plus I was more on back. the scene. Yeah, all right, walk about. I yeah. also like to choose You were kind of like your trilogy. Yes. Or like, well, that and was, then they'll that walk about. Me. It was a bit after, weren't um, it? But I don't know. I never went to Visage. No, I didn't. Charisma. Yeah. Charisma. I, I like to Tuesday night. We used people. to go out on sweaty nights. Yeah. And uh, what do they call them? Mosh pits. Mm-hmm. Or oh, we used to cause some trouble in there. Because I will probably what people called a townie back then. What was a townie? Like a townie, I would wear basically like whatever David Beckham would wear kind oh, of thing. So like the I would of wear. Me. I even had his hair and headbands and everything. Oh, no. But like then you had your people that we used to call sweaties. Yes. And this is this is such a <laughs> colloquialism. Because I've said this to other people. They would be called like emo or goth or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't for me that's not the same thing. Sweaty. It's more like indie. It was it wasn't a goth thing. No. Because that was a thing. Yeah, it was more indie. It was more like people that listened to like Slipknot and Corn and I had the big cord flares in hot pink. Yeah. Used to wear like little Disney t-shirts and have loads of bracelets on. Yeah, that oh, was bracelets. my whole vibe. Yeah, loads of rubber bracelets, like, yeah, yeah, loads yeah. of them. That was my whole vibe. Yeah. And then, and I mean, it wasn't popular because when they used to do the nightclub on a Tuesday night, they used to, used to have to like put a sheet up yeah. halfway down the nightclub. Yeah, yeah. So it was only half a nightclub <laughs> on a Tuesday night. That um, is great. We used to have some good times. So that definitely won't have been where I saw you no. because you will have been being a mum. Well, I mean, Most I did go out. Time. Yeah, yeah. I know that you said, like, obviously your mum yes. will have looked after the little one. 
um, as often as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I didn't have like a regular, I didn't go out every Saturday. Yeah, you were like, I were out every Friday. Like sometimes, I think once we went out eight nights in a row. Like just finding everywhere. Because I lived with my friend at that night. Yeah. It was like Monday. This is going to mean nothing for anybody that's not from Doncaster, but White Bear. Oh, God. Which I think is now Flares and Reflex or was still recently. Like it was called White Bear. They had karaoke on a Monday. Me and my mate were like, we're going karaoke on a Monday. There's only me, him and like three other people in there. Do you still do karaoke? No, I, I personally don't ever do karaoke. Oh, you just ever. used to go and see I just karaoke. used to go and basically go, oh my God, that person's making my ears bleed. <laughs> Give me another VK blue. <laughs> That's basically all I used Owens to do. Owens used to do great karaoke as well. Uh, see, I, I like listening to karaoke. And as just much to as... Just take the piss out of the people Yeah, yeah. Because as much as people probably think, I bet he'd jump on karaoke. Because like, I'm, I'm, this is my karaoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can talk, yeah. singing, eh, not so much. But you don't have... This is my whole yeah. thing. Whenever anyone says, when I say I love karaoke, and they're like, oh, can you sing? I'm like, that's not the thing. Yeah, like, yeah. The whole point is you can get up and you can pretend you're a pop star mm. for three and a half minutes. And that's the whole, it's not And about, lose all of your yes. dignity. Oh, I don't care about forever. that. Forever. I, I could do karaoke sober any day of the week. Yeah. No, but it's not, like, if you could sing, you'd be a singer. Yeah, like, if you yeah. could sing, you'd just go and do it somewhere. Yeah. Oh, those are the best people on karaoke that think they're good. Mm-hmm. That are like, I'm going to do, I know I'm only doing karaoke, but I will actually be a mega star. People really serious songs. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then you're like... Mm, you've chosen to sing a Mariah Carey oh, song. No. Mariah Carey's Mariah Carey because no. she's fucking Mariah Carey. Like, yeah. don't you do that? Stop messing around. That's, so that's really that's really funny. What I should do is get back to your notes. Is get back to my notes <laughs> because there's so you need many to things. This back. Yeah, you've lost that's it. it. What I really really like to do is to go off. Like we did um, myself and Jeff did the first initial testing one mm-hmm. that is then going to be released in a couple of months time because we spoke about where we thought the podcast would go what we ah. do and i thought if we then release that six months later once it's already wherever yeah. it'll be i thought that'd be really interesting and what we did were basically just went off on a tangent mm-hmm. talking about all sorts of stuff well, this and could be three hours long if yeah, we did that <laughs> exactly and i did think but that is kind of what i like yeah. because that's when you really get the real side of people when they're just going off and talking about this and the other and hopefully a lot of the early listeners will probably be local so a lot of references we've made yes. will actually make sense to a lot of people yeah and that's it like i've got well, i laugh about talking about politics and religion i'm definitely having majid khan who is uh, recently just finished his term as the civic mayor of doncaster I know who that is. <laughs> uh, you know majid yeah, yeah, yeah. he wants to come on i want him on that mm-hmm. is going to be a mind-blowing conversation yeah. for me because i want to talk to him about politics religion things yeah. that i've never spoke about online before yeah but i want to speak to him about them because he's educated on them if yes. i brought my mate on who yeah. says oh, whoever wants Brexit's a racist, and I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, probably. And it's like, you know, you can't, that conversation is not an educated conversation. If I, I'm not educated on it, but he is. So that podcast is, this geezer's pretty cool. I like him as a person away from politics, religion, but it'd be really good to talk to somebody who is educated about that so I can learn more. And then in turn, viewers, listeners, they can learn a bit as well. I, I would love to listen. And it's so rare that you find it, but I would love to listen to someone who would just interview someone who voted for, let's say, Brexit or Trump, who, like, someone that wasn't, you know, an outright, like, yeah, yeah. super, super, whatever. Someone who really had their genuine beliefs backed up their decisions mm. that weren't the ones that you would imagine. Yes. And someone who was not trying to, like, 
what's the word um like drive that conversation steer it into a particular agenda yeah, like yeah, be yeah. completely open to whatever they're going to say i when when we went to vote for um i know this is like they're into politics but yeah, i'm not yeah, going to yeah, go yeah. there so. but all i will say is when we went to vote for um the referendum mm-hmm. me and my husband were so like what even is like we didn't understand the, the ramifications. Yeah, most people To the don't. point where we both joked, you vote one and I'll vote the other. Like, yeah. we genuinely, we both voted Remain. However, yeah. we didn't understand what was going on. This I remember is... having conversations with people where it was like, do we vote leave to, to show um, how important it is? But obviously, obviously will Remain. Yeah. And yeah, I remember waking up the next day and finding out that Doncaster was like 69% leave. We were Ooh. super high. And I was bereft. And I walked into Arsenal that morning, this super multicultural, like from the staff to the people in yeah. there. And I was walking around as a white woman thinking, you don't think I want you here. Yeah. And I Ooh. felt so uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the day before when I made the vote, I didn't know. I, I wasn't like a strong And remainer. that's what makes me think, should us everyday people actually no, have a vote? Like, no. We don't know anything about... I no. mean, the last thing we should talk about in politics, I'll drop... I don't know if it's a bombshell or whatever. I've never voted. Never? Never actually voted. And that's a conversation I'd like to have with someone uh-huh. because I know a lot of people feel very strongly about yes. if you haven't voted, you're part of the problem. Right. And then I put it across as... Tell I don't feel Explain educated enough... Yeah to say one or the other, yeah. I don't know. Therefore, how could I do? I'm just basically tossing a coin. So rather than tossing a coin, I may as well just not. Me voting for one or the other, or like you say, if I voted for one, then I vote for other, we may as yeah. well none oh, of us Oh, of course, vote. of course, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, yeah. And, and I also think like when it comes to politicians and stuff, one, I'm just not educated on it enough. And two, when I look at say three front runners and I'm looking and I think, right, it's basically like saying, do you want a punch in the eye, mm-hmm. a kick in the shin or a kick in the balls? It's like, I don't actually want There's no any. objective information out there. You know, like, um, I can't even remember what it was. It was maybe prior to Brexit and after that as well, I remember getting like a leaflet. And every single leaflet that you get is like, this is mm. the random information about, but it's all yeah. like with an agenda. And I remember yes, pre-Brexit, all have an agenda. there was something that came through that seemed very balanced. And I was really impressed with it, whether or not it really was or not, I don't mm. know. But I think we need that. We need people that are completely objective to explain and very, very early on on YouTube, I've probably still got it privated somewhere, I made mm-hmm. a video saying, um, it must have been 2010, maybe, if there was an election that year. Right. Um, and I said, I didn't understand. I like put something out there like, I don't understand this current situation. Um, and I was asking for advice. Mm. And the amount of hate that I got on that one particular video telling me how terrible I was, and I thought, you are the people who should be trying to help educate people as to why yeah. they need to vote why it's important explaining how they can educate themselves yes and if you feel that strongly about it that's not the way to deal with it like if you say i haven't voted you'll have an immediate reaction from yeah. people but that reaction if they do feel that strongly about this person needs to vote and this is why yeah. explain that yeah here's why you should vote next time yeah. here's why it's important here are some like resources i'm not against voting you just don't know i just why you're don't doing know it. which one to right. do, therefore, I don't do any because I don't believe in any of them. Right. Like, but, if somebody comes up with an option and I'm like, I like everything that geezer said. Yeah. I, I believe that. Yeah, of course I'll vote. Yeah. And then it becomes strategic, though, because there were plenty of people that voted for, like, smaller parties in the most recent election 
which didn't make sense. You really because, know this stuff, don't you? Well, I only know now. <laughs> I don't, and I'm not very well educated at all. But there were, it becomes strategic, which then kind of loses something as well, because then mm. you're like, well, we really don't want this, but you have to vote for the other biggest opposition because otherwise they might get the most votes. Yeah. If it's diluted across all the opposition, then they still might get in. So we need mm. to get together and say, let's all vote for this one. It's all but just then that's, bollocks, But then you're it? not voting for the person you want. You're voting no. in strategic way to yeah. not get this. And so it is difficult. And I think for those of us that don't really understand it all, it'd yeah. be great for those people who feel really strongly about the fact that you should vote yeah. to give us some information instead yeah. of just making you feel terrible for not knowing. 100%. I definitely agree with that. We should do another podcast talking about politics. I mean, I don't know anything about politics. Yeah, I don't know anything about politics. <laughs> For sure, later. that'd be a right laugh. Because that's Did the you best. even write this? Legitimately, um, my friend's husband, when I finally wrote the book and I like gave her the book, um, asked me if I wrote it. My friend's husband. And I thought, do you know what? And I wasn't offended by it because yeah. I thought... I wouldn't even think... people. That's what people think. They think... That's what they assume. Yeah. And why would I have written a book? He he knows me as like his wife's friend who like makes these videos that probably drive him insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like while I'm out and about and he's Just like there like, like, oh my God, why are you doing this? He probably is like entirely irritated by me. Yeah. And it's like, of course you didn't write a book. I mean, I'm, you know, you invent these stories in your yeah, mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but that is the kind of thing that I think, no, of course people don't think you've written the book. Of course people think that... It's, it's just the cynicism in all of us. Yes, there's a lot of cynicism. But then I suppose, the, I didn't even know like ghost writing and all that sort of shit. I didn't even know like, any of that was real. until the Zoella scandal that yeah. everybody knew. And there's a couple of other people that I've been told like, they don't even write their blog posts. That's crazy And I'm like, me. that is ridiculous. However, then if you probably, I mean, to be honest, they said that and I'm like, couldn't give a shit. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not somebody care. that I it's read like, anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I, I don't really care. I don't read that person anyway. But like, there's people going around with certain names that I've heard, like, and their name suggests they are authentic and real, yet they are everything but. And you think, that is scary when your whole brand is based on one thing and really you're just pulling the wool or pulling the yes. rug, sorry, from under people's feet. But, but you definitely wrote that book. <laughs> I definitely did. Definitely. But you've got to think with those kind of people. Like, it, they've got a shelf life. It's a short-term game mm. to, to do things that yeah. way. It's, it's, you're going to burn out. You're going to get bored. It's exhausting pretending to be someone that you're not. Yes. And it just, it's not going to last. I couldn't do it. I couldn't be anyone. And Danetta, Danetta is even more real than me, if that's possible, because she genuinely, like, I could not. She'll sit there and she'll be like, I couldn't give a shit about being anything else other than me. Like she'll do her updates, she'll do videos without me. And in those videos, she is exactly like what you get. Yeah. And she could, because she's like, I, I can't give a shit. Like she's almost like, I can't give a shit if anyone watches these. I enjoy mm. making them, so I'll make it, that's it, fuck off. Like yeah. honestly, she'll sit there to do like say a pregnancy update because that's what's happening in our life right now. She'll press record. She'll have written a couple of notes just of what she wanted to say. She'll get that said, she'll show a couple of stuff and then she'll, take a thumbnail photo and then it's like over Done. to you yeah like she don't even do no editing no nothing oh she's like God. she's like look i just like shooting these videos you do what the fuck you want with them after that i'm not yeah. bothered which is fantastic because i sometimes think i wish we could swap places for a week yeah <laughs> that would be hilarious that'd be a good video but it see would. what's what's making me laugh is i always think with people um again kind of, kind of a little bit going back to like understanding why we are the way we are and yeah, all that yeah. stuff. Like I tend to be attracted, as in like friendship-wise, yeah. attracted to the people who are, um, I want to say like me, but they're not. 
So, like, yeah. you know, when you said, oh, we we are a lot alike and, and, yeah. and, and like, you're looking at the parts of the book, like the parts of the thing about Ella and stuff that's really relatable. Yeah. But I am Danetta in that situation. Yeah, However, yeah. personality-wise, I'm probably more like you. Yeah. And I have often noticed over the years that, like, if I've got um, a friend, then her, their husband will be more like me than mm. them. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah, because you, you you're not often, like drawn to someone who is really like you like i find that there are very very few people that are very like me who i am friends with because yeah. we drive each other insane yeah like if we lived together we'd be <laughs> climbing the walls you'd be like i want to do it like this oh, oh my god i've had an yeah. idea oh now we're going to do this i'm going to be a yoga teacher yeah like, it, it would just be too much too much too much is that where you talk a little bit as well related to the extrovert introvert oh yeah i forgot about that and that's my favorite conversation yeah to have. because that again you and lee Basically, you and Lee yeah. is like David and Danetta. Yeah. There's so many similarities, but obviously I'm you. Yes. Lee's Danetta in, those, in those situations. Super introvert. Well, if, if for example, two extroverts live together, you've just got like, the energy goes out of me, goes into you and bounces back to me. We yeah. would be bouncing <laughs> off the walls all day long. And then if you start throwing in drinks and Monster yeah. and Red Bull, <laughs> Jesus. All the time. It yeah. is like the more I talk, the more animated I get, the more yeah. caffeinated I seem to be. Yeah. It is just like energy, energy, energy. Whereas if you've got two introverts that live together, that might work. Yeah. Because they'd both be in their own heads. Mm. And that is where their energy comes from. Yeah. But it's not going to be as... I think a balance is better, yeah. but I think that two extroverts would like explode yeah yeah definitely. quicker than two introverts definitely i definitely could not be with anyone else on the planet other than danetta mm. because of exactly how she is and like and that's how i know let's just say for some reason this podcast goes massive mm -hmm. we get a million subscribers it's all going well a very other than probably having better equipment because i would be able to afford it then yeah. I, re I highly doubt there would be much change in me whatsoever. And that'll definitely mainly be down to Danetta because she's just that type. You know, like when you're all extra, I've got an idea, I want to do this, do that. Yeah. She'll be then the one to go, that's a load of bollocks. <laughs> like, what you say, that's stupid. And like, just again, like what you were saying earlier about upbringing, I think as well, that plays into it as well because it's... And just like your home life. Yeah, that's it. And like my it. mates, they would never have me running around. Like, you know, like you get some YouTubers and it's clear they're playing a character on YouTube. Mm. Like if I started playing a character and weren't me, my mates would absolutely hammer me. And mm. so would Danetta. Danetta would be like, you're a dick. Mm. Like as soon as you press record, why do you turn into such a break? And, and that's why I think that's why we go really well because i am like extra i want to try this idea i want to do that i want to do this i want to shout about this and that and yeah. whereas the netter will then be the one to go like no nah, i don't think you should do that like much more calm in those instances yeah. and that's definitely why we click and i think it's that age-old thing in it about opposites attract yeah i think there's definitely something to be said about that well we were watching um there's a show on netflix called shit's creek i don't know if you've seen it but i love it and it's got, you know, Jim's dad from American Pie. Yeah. So he's in it. His, him and his son in real life created the series. Oh, wow. And his son, they're Canadian, and his son was on MTV Canada. And he had this idea of like, what if the Kardashians lost everything? Mm. And they had to like live in this tiny town. So that's the, the basis of the show is like these very, very um, rich people suddenly yeah. have to live in this like podunk town yeah. with no money yeah. um, and how they would react in that situation and there's two characters two like the, the mum and the dad one is Catherine O'Hara which is the mum from Home Alone mm -hmm. and she plays like full on batshit crazy she wears yeah. different wigs all the time she's just and she like shrieks 
Yeah. She's just oh. absolutely. Kevin! Abs- <laughs> well, yes, exactly. I love her character. I absolutely love her. Um, but she's also like super, super negative all the time. She's uh. like, um, she said it in the very, very part, beginning part of it, she says something like, just give me a bathtub and a long extension cord. She's like really, really negative. And, and the dad is like, um, it's all going to be fine. This is going to be great. This is going to be great. And I was watching it for a while and Lee really, really loves the Jim's dad character yeah. and hates the Catherine O'Hara character. Uh. And I was watching it yesterday and I went, she's you. I was like, she's, she's you're you. not crazy like she is, but she's you. Like, that's me. Yeah, and yeah. he really likes the person who's like, everything's going to be fine. This is what we're going to do. This is yeah. how we're going to deal with it. And she, and he, she's the one that's like, no, it's all terrible. Yeah. Let's face it. <laughs> this is all terrible. And it is, it always comes back to me. And I think it so is true. It, it is. is absolutely true. I really like the way that not your, I would like to think, or I'd probably bet that your average person doesn't analyze that whole scenario. Like you've just Maybe analyzed so. it. And I do that. Yeah. And that's where I'm thinking like, Jesus, we are pretty similar. Yeah. Like, Danetta will be like, I'm just sitting down watching Netflix. See, like, the, my favourite thing that I never think anybody else does, you know, if they make a joke on a TV show, yeah. and I think, where did that, like, did they come up with the punchline and then did they build the entire episode around that joke? Yeah. Or was this episode this? And then they went, oh, this is a great joke for this episode. Yeah. I want to know how it works. Yeah. Like, why? We think too much. And that's probably why I get lots of headaches. Mm, I same. actually give myself headaches. This is part of the reason that I stopped drinking the energy drinks because I was convinced. Uh, and funnily enough, the energy drinks, I started drinking the energy drinks because a diet energy drink is the 100% only way I can get rid of a headache that nothing else will shift. Wow. And then it became an addiction. That's the real. If you're what if audio listeners, this is not for you. Sorry, <laughs> skip five seconds. Um, if you're watching this, we, I have stuff on the desk all the time. Just, just I don't know why I just put stuff on the desk. I have got two kinds of monsters now. Product placement that he's just not disclosing. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, hashtag ad. It's not. <laughs> um, I just saw in a video that you did. I think fairly recently. Probably. In the last couple of months, Probably. it went one of these. Well, I went down a roll rabbit hole of videos from nine years ago. Would have been a vlog. Yeah. yeah, and you mentioned about. Hang on, it might be an assumptions video. You mentioned about drinking the monster, uh-huh. and the, in particular the white one. Uh-huh. And then I went to oh, Asda yes. just yeah. after watching that video, and they were on offer right next to the till, and I yeah, thought, meant to be. Oh, I'll buy one. Now, I want to open it now. Open it. Well, we should, you da- want we should have a half one. each. Get your mug out. Yeah, because I've never actually drunk monster, I don't think. It's, oh, it's crazy sweet. The only time I ever drunk monster was when me and Danetta went to London and Danetta's mum had kindly paid for us to go for this package where we got a hotel and then we went for a meal before a comedy club. It's all very specific. Now we went in, it's because... It's, it's like, and then we walked five miles. Yeah, <laughs> but we went in to, for the meal. Mm-hmm. It wasn't all paid for, it was just booked, I think. Or, or the meal was paid for. I'll get to it. Yeah, yeah. I basically so said... we sat down. We, we wanted to... <laughs> we sat down. Danetta sat down first. Well... I just said I'll have a, a vodka Red Bull because yes, we were we we're going to pretend men, we don't do yeah. Red Bull. We've got Monster, well Monster. Me and Danetta had a jug of that. It was disgusting. I, that one, but it was so expensive. I don't like that at all. No, it was that original. That one, original Monster, and that's why because I used to be a Red Bull fiend. Yeah. And then all of a sudden one day I hated it. I like something turned and I was like I can't stand it anymore. And I yeah. used to drink it so much. And then I found that one, the white one, and I actually quite liked the white one. And now my absolute favourite one is the yellow one, the doctor one with the black. It looks like Boddington's, if you it's remember just, Boddington's. It's too complicated. But that is probably the second favourite, and it's I now can't drink. It's fizzier. I need the fizz. 
Red Bull's right. not that fizzy. No, it's not. It's, it is... It's an acquired thing. I think you either like it or you don't like it. It's not yeah. a thing that you're like, oh, it's, if it weren't the only thing, I could probably have some. Yeah. It is very... But we... Yeah, the, the reason why I brought that the story up for the monster is because we actually stole it. It was so expensive and it was yeah, rank. That, yeah, the... Um, yeah, the service in that place, I forget what it was, was so bad, me and Danette walked out. So that's my only story about Monster, is that we had a jug that cost us about 16 quid for like half a jug or something. Mm -hmm. And we actually stole it, we never bothered paying for it, we just walked out. <laughs> so you stole us. the jug? <laughs> oh, no, 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 we just like drunk the drink, drank the drink, mm -hmm. and then just like did one. Didn't pay for anything that night. It was also a really good night because we saw Jack Whitehall. He just turned up out of the blue to this London underground comedy club mm -hmm. and was amazing. And every time I see him on TV now, I think, you're not as good. Because, oh, really? because there were no TV constraints yeah. or anything Because like you've got that. to be kind of like TV. Yeah, he was no hold barred that yeah. night and he was fucking hilarious. I love that stuff. Oh, I, like, should we talk about something super topical? Yeah. What do you think about what Joe Brand said? Fuck knows, what did you say? <laughs> Did you put something like she this on internet? Yeah, she made a joke about um, how... You, she made it, basically... This has turned into loose women. It, it, it? Well, no, it's... I mean, it kind of is, but this is... I would really like to know, because you talked about, like, no holds barred. We'll just talk about it briefly, because yeah. it's, like, going to be polarising. But um, she made a joke about throwing battery acid on right-wing politicians. Rather than milkshake. Yes, that's literally what she said. Right, okay. Forget, forget the milkshakes. Why don't we go to the battery acid? So she made a joke, yes. and it was clearly a joke. Well... It was, it was definitely I mean, a joke. it clearly was a joke. Yes, she, it was, she's she, not inciting violence. Yeah, but therefore it's fine. It was definitely a joke. Um, but I think the problem is, I said, I think that it's because that's a legitimate thing. Because people are actually throwing battery acid on people. You know, like if they weren't doing that. Yeah. It's kind of like if, if stabbings weren't happening in London, you'd be more okay to make jokes about it. Yeah. But it's because that is a, an actual thing that people are doing, attacking people with battery acid. And she was comparing it to another actual thing that people yeah. are doing, throwing milkshakes on people. It was obviously a joke, but I think that's See, why it was my, like, My opinion on jokes is that you can joke about anything. Agreed. And I've been hearing a lot of comedians talk about this recently. Basically, where I'd go along with this is, or to back why I think making a joke about anything's okay. I mean, there's a place and a time. You don't make those type of jokes to a six-year-old. Or publicly. Like, I think I think that's the other thing. I am happy for anyone to make a joke to me, to my face, privately. But if you make a joke publicly, you have, like Ricky Gervais said something about it, and he yeah. said, you can be accept expected to be, like, criticised and for people to hate you. Yeah. But you can't be prosecuted over doing something. No. It was clearly a joke. Yeah, it's a joke. I like the way that the... Um, it might have been Ricky Jays that says about... Um, you can joke about anything. And as well, people are selectively offended. Mm -hmm. So, like, the, the one I like to, to go to is he does a joke. I don't know if it was Ricky Gervais or some other one, but basically, in their stand-up routine, they joked about paedophilia... Mm -hmm. Child abuse, um, cancer, mm -hmm. and terrorism. And everybody kind of laughed because they bought a ticket, they knew this yeah. person was on the edge, they did these jokes. Did a joke about nut allergies, and a couple got up and walked out. <laughs> 
Because, and me, our yeah. son's got a nut allergy, so yeah. nut allergies hits close to home. Yeah. But I understand it's like, yeah. you've just laughed at paedophilia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've just laughed at cancer. These things affect people. Like Cancer affects, yeah. there's not many people that you don't know that hasn't been affected by cancer in some way. You've just laughed at a joke because it's a joke. You're joking about, you're, pro- you're almost taking the piss out about how this terrible thing is so terrible. Yes. So let's laugh, otherwise we'll all cry all day, every day. But then because they made a joke specifically that affected you, yeah. you've got up and walked out and called him a wanker or whatever. Have you seen Anthony Jeselnik? No. Oh, you would love... You know loads of people. I have no Anthony idea Anthony Je- He's got two specials on Netflix. The first one is the best stand-up comedian. special. Yeah, stand-up and that's comedian. one of those things that I always feel like if I talk about it and people watch it and they don't like it, they will hate me. Because yeah. it is so offensive. Mm. So offensive. But he, he is so clever because he plays this fine line of like you're always wondering... Is he a complete psychopath? Is he awful? Do we hate yeah, him? Yeah, yeah. And he plays this like thing of like, yeah, it's all super deadpan. Mm. And these, the very, very ending is probably the best ending to any stand-up I've ever seen. And it's everything seems very Hashtag serious. spoiler. Hashtag, no, it's not really. <laughs> I mean, it just all I'm saying is watch to the end. Watch um, it. It just is the best stand-up I've seen in so long because he just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. He is very... But it it isn't just on the edge saying stuff for the sake of saying it. Mm. It is really cleverly crafted. Yeah. So that you're always going between, oh my God, I can't believe he just said that. Mm. Like he makes a joke about Eric Clapton's son Mm -hmm. who died Mm -hmm. out of a a very high window, which is a horrible, tragic story. Yeah. But the joke is hilarious. And you can joke about anything. Of course, someone obviously is that's be awful. To yes, of course. Eric and his family, of course, but. it is. But the whole thing is like these terrible things happen all the time, constantly. Yeah. And ultimately, if you are like he, one of the things was he made a joke about something, and this person was never going to see it. it. Was like halfway across the world, never even an issue, and someone went out of their way to show the person mm. that yeah. And he like talks about, but all of that is also a joke. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he brings it back, but it is. It is difficult because I completely understand that some things are some things feel like you can't joke about them, mm. and I would agree that if you don't want to be criticised, you don't joke about them publicly. You have to make sure your jokes are bulletproof. Make sure you. D- we don't. Yeah, I That's mean, the thing. You yeah, really don't. you want to make sure though that that you, you are joking the about the the thing. You're not necessarily taking a piss out of the person that it happened to. Yeah, that's all a completely different thing. Especially if it's just like a normal, innocent person or whatever. I mean, you can take piss out of some celebrities and stuff that do daft things. Yeah. That's why we have commentary channels on YouTube because mm-hmm. they take piss out of Logan Paul for right. fucking up and doing ridiculous things. But yeah, I think, yeah, as long as you're like, you're smart about it a bit, you can joke about whatever you want. Yeah, like Ricky Gervais, whenever he says that, and people are like, well, what about animal cruelty because he's like super advocate of that and he's yeah, like yeah. joking about it is not doing it yeah exactly they're two completely different yeah. things you can joke about murder but you can't murder people yeah yeah that's not the same thing yeah everybody like when the battery acid thing came on he said someone said um he, he said it wasn't it was all a joke the joe brand thing and he went yeah, yeah, yeah. but throwing battery acid on someone isn't like isn't a joke and he went i think we're all uh, on the same page there yeah yeah like that it's not we're the, not doing it yeah but you can't do that of course you can't do that <laughs> that's not what she's doing no. she's making a joke that she yeah. perhaps it was ill-advised if she values her standing yeah and if she values but yeah it's one of them where if you don't mind then being seen as like a uh, controversial-esque yeah. type person in the media then 
get on with it. Yeah. Like, but yeah, like I won't be there on David and Danetta's YouTube channel doing no. a daily vlog, starting going, "Ah, look, let's throw my dress it up." Baby jokes. Yeah, like, like no, not yeah, a you just don't. It's ridiculous. You, you have don't to be prepared with the consequences. That's the yeah. only thing. That's it, and yeah, so that's fine. I mean, I, I don't know what she said, but I stick up for her. I'm putting my neck out on the oh line. Oh my god! Yeah, you're Why letting this out later. I'm like, oh shit, can't believe. Yeah, can't yeah. Get rid of that. <laughs> That's it. I've got the power of the edit. <laughs> I can say what I want right now. <laughs> this is like the very beginning. You were like, I'll, I'll send you the whole thing in case you change your mind about anything. I'm like, no, no, it's fine, it's fine. At the end, I'll go, ooh. Yeah. Should we take that? No, I don't yeah, want it. I just no. want to know. I'll, I'll listen to it at the end when, when it's actually public and think. Oh, that's shit. it. We're definitely going to do a live one. Mm. That would be absolutely mega. In fact, that last, that whole last segment just there, probably be about the Joe Brand stuff. This monster's going straight to me. <laughs> um, yeah, this is very similar to why don't we just start like a weekly news YouTube podcast channel mm. where we talk about topical stuff. I'd actually love to do that. But me and Danetta have toyed with the idea. But again, it's like what we were just saying there. You then have to take the brunt of that. Yeah. You have to be known as... It's not that I, I don't think... I don't not want to say controversial things and I don't think them because I do, but you have to like, it's one of them things where once you say something, you can't go back on the internet. So yeah, but me and Danetta have definitely spoke about, should we do like a weekly sit down and talk about controversial type stuff? Really the only reason to do that, like I can't remember what it was. I was, um, what was it? It might've been a Ted talk that I was listening to. I can't remember, but they were basically saying like the difference between oversharing mm-hmm. and being honest yes. is motivation. Yeah. So someone going on Facebook, I'm, I am lifting this in, uh, directly from whatever, whoever it was. I think it might have been Brene Brown. Um, it, she was saying that someone who puts, goes on Facebook and gives all of the details of their divorce isn't being brave or honest. Right. Like they're basically just being a dickhead. Like yeah, it's self-serving. Yeah. It, yeah. They're doing it because they want something out of it and it's not, it's not motivated by wanting to be honest and help other people. Yeah. They're putting that out there. Their children could see it. It's not a good thing oh, to do. No. Whereas if you go on Facebook and talk about your miscarriage, mm. again, it could be motivated by wanting something, mm-hmm. but it's got a different vibe. Yes. And if your motivation for sharing anything is that you hope to get something out of it, you hope to get attention or you hope to get some kind of notoriety... It's not a good reason to do it. No. Should, I think that's like a good rule of thumb. You know, like if you were yeah, going to yeah. do a video like that, a controversial, then you go, but why? Like, do I yeah. want to do it because I want people to know what I think? Or do I want to do it because I think it'd do well on YouTube? Yeah. Because that would be the reason I would do it. What, to do well on YouTube? That would be, the, and I'd go, oh, okay, so I'm not going to do it then. Yeah. There's many, many things that I've thought, maybe I'll, and then I go, no. Yeah. Oh, it's good. a difficult one, isn't it? It's a difficult one because mm-hmm. obviously I want to do well on YouTube. But at what cost? Like, do you want to be... I was listening to a podcast this morning and talk about, have you heard of, um, I think they're from Yorkshire. There's the kid and his mum's now on you. Morgs. No. Morgs basically goes around dicking about. He's a young lad, you think, yeah, you're a young idiot on YouTube, making millions of pounds. Uh But now his mum, who's probably in the 40s, 50s. She's getting on the action. She's getting on the action, but it's all, like, massively over the top. I couldn't do an impression... (laughs) Um, that would do it justice because mm-hmm. even my most exaggerated version wouldn't quite hit the actual version, yeah. if you know what I mean. And it's almost like people are saying, right, that it's cool because they can always say, yeah, but we've made it. We've got all this money. Yeah. But uh, when you say at what cost, they have zero dignity well, anymore. And I mean, even dignity, I, do, I think I care less about that than a lot of things. But, <laughs> but I think there has to be a point where you decide 
if I do this, I like you potentially throwing it away. And I talk about this all the time with like sponsorships and ads and things. Mm. What's the what is the number? Everyone's got a number. Yeah. You can't say you haven't got a number. If someone offered me a million pounds, I'd throw it all away for there's that. Pretty m- there's not many things I wouldn't do for a million exactly. pounds. Exactly. So and I think if anyone's honest, yeah, very few people could say they have not got a number mm. where they would sell out. We're yeah. talking, but for me, sponsor it is, this podcast is fifty quid. <laughs> I'll sell out fifty quid. Yeah, but. And I mean, we're talking big money, but for me, that number should be enough for, for you to burn it all down. Because yeah. in that one move, you could lose everything. Yes. You lose any other chance of any other opportunity. You lose everything in yeah. the moment where you sell out and you're like, I don't really even care about it. That's, and so if that number comes in, you make a decision. Oh, it's difficult, isn't it? But, it is so difficult. But I'm talking so much money. Yeah, that's it. It'd have the, to be ridiculous, life-changing sums. Yeah, because I would miss this. I would miss doing this for nothing. Yeah, yeah. So it would have to be so much. It'd have to put me and my family on for the rest of our own. Yeah, it would have to be like, to oh, really okay, this is... Ridiculous. And that's just not going to happen. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, no. Unless we like... No one cares about us that Jay-Z, much. Jay-Z, then yeah. nah, it's not going to happen. But everyone has a number. I think some people's are lower than others. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, One serious topic for a minute. I suppose it's kind of serious. Again, it's relatable. Um, We've got teenage girls, Mm -hmm. which are 100%, and I'm going to say this, and I think I'll stick by it. Awful. Definitely. No, no, no. (laughs) They are definitely, definitely. Teenage girls is probably the hardest section of parenting if you chop it up into little age categories, mm. teenage girls, definitely hardest bit, I think. Well, we haven't had teenage boys yet, though, because I would say the same right now, but we're in it. We're in the thick yeah. of it, and we, don't, we can't imagine what the boys are going to turn into. But I think because, I mean, if we're looking at stereotypes from history, life is a bit easier for boys than girls. Well, my mum always Stereotypical or not, I think that's true. I think you're probably right, but my mum always gives me the example of, like, she says... Like, me and my mum never really got on when I was growing up, mm-hmm. and now we're fine. But yeah. she said it's a completely different thing with boys because they are, I don't know about for dads, but she said they, like, love you. They're babies for so long, and they love you so much, and all you know, you're not prepared when all of a sudden they turn around and they hate you. Yeah. She said it's a complete, like, a, a real punch to the gut. Because yeah. with, a, with a girl... They're always they're kind of like distancing themselves from you from being quite little. They want yeah. independence. They're pushing you away. I want to do this. Da, da, da. Yeah, really like sense. bickering, bickering from being not that. Danetta always says Corbin's much more loving than yeah. what either of the girls were. I'm I'm so I'm, I always thought oh I'll be so disappointed if I don't have a girl. Which obviously I got a girl straight away. Yeah. Um, and I I wouldn't have ever thought like I thought I was gonna have another girl. And I'm so happy that I got to have a boy because yeah. it's a totally different parenting experience but I'm always keeping in the back of my mind what my mum said yeah. that like I much as we would argue I never said that I hated my mum I never had that moment where it was like we are done yeah, like yeah, never yeah. whereas with my brother it was more like that and I think that's for a lot of people yeah. all of a sudden the boy retreats mm. and doesn't need you anymore and you're like but you've been my baby for 10 yeah, years yeah. whereas the 10 year old girl's like oh, I don't want anything to do with you yeah yeah already but that I still that I can imagine that is a kick in the yeah. dance but just the whole, oh God. I mean, again, it's a thing that you could talk about for hours. Teenage girls and But also you feel like you shouldn't, all. because they're still in it. Yeah. Going back to the yeah. thing of like airing their dirty laundry. Whenever I say anything, yeah. I'm like, mm, should I have said that? Should I not? And I want to be, again, it's like, why are you sharing it? Mm-hmm. I only ever share things about Ella because I want, 
to reach people that are parenting teenagers yeah, yeah, and be like, it. this is shit. Yeah. I am with you. It this is, is the It worst. is so difficult. But then in the same breath, I very much, me and Danetta talk a lot about how I really simplify parenting. But that's because I can detach myself from all the social status and what things should be like. Mm-hmm. And I'm solely focused on, no, it'll be out. I want this is yeah. my life I couldn't give a shit if you think this should happen that should happen this is what I want to happen and other than just letting them know we're here if you want like and just loving your kids and just letting them know like look I love you you're all right and I just want you to be a nice person yeah I'm like to me that is all parenting is everything else so then when you do get a bigger problem that comes with school or they had a falling out yeah. with a friend as a parent, I think for the parent to stay sane through those moments is to maybe just keep yourself, recalibrate yourself to what your bigger thoughts on parenting are. That look, as long as the advice I give you now is in line with, yeah, you do what you think's the right thing to do, yeah, and you'll never go wrong. Parenting's actually a lot easier than a lot of people make out it is. I mean, I know it's the hardest job in the world. This is why it's so controversial what I, I'm saying. I I'm think contradicting it all myself. On the kid. Yeah, it does. And with some kids you've got issues that you can't you just don't understand. So it depends on the kid. I think like you're always blaming yourself and I personally have had like the the double thing of like I got divorced when she was three. Yeah. And I had it when I was nineteen. So yeah. everything is on for her to turn out terribly. Like it is just like yeah. she's got everything against her in the in all the parenting books of like she didn't yeah, have a fit mother books. to begin with because Burn I was them. a child. She then went through a divorce when she was tiny. Mm. Now I and I mean I go back and forth over whether or not I made the right decision. I split custody fifty fifty with my ex husband and we are perfectly amicable. Yeah. Um but I always have this thing in the back of my mind of like, does that mean she's never really belonged anywhere? She's been so have you ever spoken to her about that? Well, I think, I mean, we've, we've kind of been vaguely talked about it, but I'm very aware that she obviously doesn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And I think she's always thought of her dad's house as her home, right. which as a mum is heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, I do also take some responsibility for that because I found it so difficult to share her with her dad. I It was my... yeah. Well, let me say it was my choice. We made the decision together. It was never up for discussion of yeah. what we were going to do. Yeah. Um, but I found it so difficult to kind of let go that I detached myself a little bit from her when she was younger. Not so much that I would have thought she would know, but I like had to let go of something. Yeah. I had to let go of a part so that if something happened, if a dad made a choice or a dad said, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that, I'd have been like, okay. It's not, I had to be like, that, that's got to be like probably the most grown up thing anyone's ever done ever it's it was well i thought it was the right thing to do but also you know in my way of coping with that yeah was that detachment yeah yeah, yeah. and so i think and i think part of it was that i had milo when she was six and her dad has only very recently had another baby right so for a long time her dad was a dad yeah, and yeah. I was shared with someone else, and I think that that played a major, major part was that she yeah. knew she could go home to a dad's house where she was the only one for him. Right. Yeah. Whereas she was sharing me, and it, you just brother. you can't. You go back and you think, but then you could I have done this differently? Could yeah. I have done that differently? But I mean, again, that's where I think parenting we make it so much more difficult than it needs to be. Yeah. Because it's like you say, you will spend hours over time thinking all those mm. things. And it really, you just think, 
Well, actually, I look at her and she's a lovely young girl. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I'm assuming she is. <laughs> like, she's just nice. She's kind, mm. thoughtful. You've won. Like, you've yeah. already won. Like, nothing else really matters that much, does it? Like, you just I always kind just of think. Always do think yeah, like, you do. You do. Definitely. Oh, like, could I have done this? And could I have done. And, like, and because she's, like, not massively into school and stuff. And I'm like, well, like, I'm fairly laid back. I'm pretty chill about stuff. Yeah, like, we I are. don't. You just do maths and English, and I'm happy. Like, you yeah. come away with a maths and English qualification of some degree. Like, I cannot express to either of them how much spelling matters. Grammar mm. to a degree. Yeah, but I mean, you are a let's, blogger. But let's be real. <laughs> but spelling, for me, if you are in a situation, and I, I don't even think this is elitist. I'm sure lots of people will think it's really snobby. But if you send an email and it's misspelled, someone makes a judgment about you. One million percent I'm on your side. They do. If you say, we was doing this yesterday, someone immediately makes a judgment about you. It doesn't matter how intelligent you are. No. It doesn't matter how lovely you are. No. It doesn't matter... There are certain things, the way you speak and the way you write, is important. It's how you put yourself yeah. out into the world. And I, I'm sorry because I know that'll be offensive to some people, but it's true. Yeah, it is. There is a flip side to it, obviously. Like Gary V, who mm -hmm. says he can't string two sentences together. But, but he can talk. But he's a very, very clever guy, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you're not clever. It doesn't no, mean that you haven't got... But somebody will judge yes. you Someone will, immediately, because we're human. Yes, you could be a millionaire, and if you misspell something... And I do it all the time, you know, if, if you like, you know, typos and whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I would be absolutely mortified if I wrote something in, like, an important email or, like, at something at work... And I, it was like a really horrendous grammatical error yeah. because I'd think, oh my God, that person thinks I'm an idiot. I, I'd do that even if I send a tweet and I yeah. notice oh that my, my iPhone's changed something and I think, oh, people are going to think I'm a right dick now and I'm supposed to be a blogger <laughs> who can write. <laughs> I saw something, someone messaged me on direct message the other day on Instagram and I saw the messages we'd sent earlier on and I'd said two, T-O-O, -O, instead of two, T-W-O. Oh. and I wanted the ground to swallow me up and that was like two weeks previously yeah. and I thought oh my god that person just saw that and didn't even say anything they just thought <laughs> well she doesn't know the difference She's between dim. two and two yeah I mean when I'm sending messages to like family and private DMs and stuff I'm not no. so bothered but yeah it, that does bother me but I'm trying not to let it because I just know there's so many people out there that yeah it, it's it, societal it matter, it's the same it as like does. we need to look a certain way we need to be a certain way it is societal we put value in that yeah but i personally put value in that yeah i don't put value in what people look like or qualifications no, that they've no. got but i do put value in like speech and, yeah. and things like that but my grandma was an english teacher and my mum was really hot on um spelling and stuff so i think that that again up front yeah here. definitely definitely so the important thing <laughs> is uh obviously we've got teenage girls and what do you think then because you're a beauty, fashion, lifestyle YouTuber. Mm -hmm. um, I think I already know what you think about Botox, fillers, <laughs> that type of stuff. The question is, cause you don't mind that, do you? People do what they you're want. Not, you're not for or against, no. you don't really give a shit. I, I mean, what I about for your daughter? Day. Well, this is, this is where it comes to, to my problem. I saw something the other day and someone had a filler and it was a filler that I never even knew was possible. So I haven't got very much of a jaw. I've got kind of just like a blah round face if i was really if i lost loads and loads of weight i'd get a jaw right. but my i've always got like that's where my weight is i've got like weight on my face i'm cool with it however as you get older and you're like everything starts to sag a little bit right. i saw something where someone had had just a little bit of filler here 
So right. it like lifts your face, but so not like so right on your cheek. Yeah, bones. you wouldn't know. It wasn't like cat lady yeah, stuff, yeah. but just a little bit to like lift. And I would never have known that she'd had it yeah. done. But she said, this is what I did, and a little tiny bit in the lips. And I thought, oh my God, that's done so well. I absolutely would do that in the future if I felt like having something done. Yeah. I would consider that. Yeah. But major, major changes to your face. The problem I have with it is that's the face that you've potentially handed down to a child. And you're telling them before they've even like grown up yeah, yeah. that that's something they need to change. Yes. See, this is... I. Oh. What if, so Ella comes home from school and she's like, oh, I don't really like my nose. Could I just have something done with my nose a little bit? What's your response to that? Are you like, fuck off, you're a kid? Well, obviously. Or, I mean, that's the obvious response. Or are you like, once you get to 18, you can do whatever you want? Well, yes. I would hope that by the time you get to 18, you've you've changed your mind about some yeah, things. Yeah. But my problem with, with plastic surgery on the whole is that I think people have it too young. I would have had a boob job exactly at 18. If I'd I had said. money, I'd have had a boob job at 18. Yeah. 100%. I 100% I need one now. Reduction. would have had a boob <laughs> as I got older, I just got boobs. Like, I, I, at 18, you think, oh, you're basically as developed as you're going to be. But then I had two kids, and that changes your body yeah, massively. Yeah, this is it. I had the exact same discussion the other day, and I was saying, I think people make too big a decisions at a too little age. Mm -hmm. Like... I now don't look anything like I looked when I was 25. Mm -hmm. And we're only talking eight years ago. Eight years ago, I was like 11 stone. I, I was all sucked in. I looked, probably looked ill, a little bit ill because I was a bit too skinny. Now I've filled out and I'm thinking, maybe I should cut back on <laughs> cakes a bit, but I feel much better. But like, it's took me to get into my 30s to think, I'm just comfortable with how I look. Like, because I just, because one, I don't care. I don't judge other people how they look. Mm -hmm. You can be. Uh, what society tells us is pretty or you can be what society tells us is not pretty. Yeah. I couldn't give a fuck. Like, it's like, if you're nice to me, I'm nice to you. I don't care what you look like. And also, I don't care what... I, but it's not that I don't care what I look like. Like, I just go out being a slobbish and stuff yeah. like that. Like, I want... But I want... To, I only care what how I feel I look and how comfortable I am. And I think what happens is, in today's age especially, especially with social media, that's a whole another conversation, like... Young girls, probably girls more than boys. Mm -hmm. I don't like stereotyping, but stereotypes exist because a lot of them are quite true. Um, See, young... Dak Shepard, who I was telling you about, yeah. loves stereotypes. The, his producer is um, Indian. Yeah. Obviously, like, Indian-American. But she yeah. talks, she's like, oh, he hates it so much. And she's always <laughs> arguing with him. He's like, but it helps you. <laughs> yeah, it does. You know this thing about this person because of this. Yeah. And he loves it. He's, like, quite controversial in that, mm. in that stance. But, yeah, no, I agree. That's it. And what's happening now is we, we're getting younger, people younger and younger, mainly girls, are thinking, oh, but I need to look like that woman who's, like, 27. Mm -hmm. Because Love Island tells yeah. me I need to Love Island. Like, young girls are then thinking, oh, well, I'm going to just fucking tattoo my eyebrows on. I'm going to do this. I'm going to have a bit of Botox. I'm going to have a bit of filler. And I'm thinking, you haven't even finished becoming who you are yeah. anyway. You're making big decisions and you're still not even finished developing. It's ridiculous. It's like trying to drive a car that ain't got wheels on yet. Like, yeah. I know you want to eventually drive and move. Yeah. You ain't got fucking wheels on yet. Let's just wait till you develop and then 
make decisions when you're, I don't know, maybe mid 25, mid 25, 25, 25, 25 six, like 25 I mean, mid 20s, yeah, <laughs> mid 20s or like, I don't yeah. know. Like, I just think people are in such a rush to get to something or look a certain way or get a certain place, probably in all aspects of life, in work, careers, mm. how, how they look, just way too fast. It's like, what's the rush? Yeah. Slow down. It's, I think the thing for lip filler, it, it drives me insane because a little bit of lip filler actually looks really nice. Yeah. But people have abused it to the point where oh. it's anyone, like if I was to say, for example, um, if I went on YouTube, and I'm not about to have lip filler, but if I went on YouTube and said, oh, uh, I've decided I'm going to have my lips done. I saw yeah. the other day, someone had had their lips done and I thought they'd had like a chin reduction or something. I thought, wow, little things like that can actually yeah. totally change the proportions of your face. And yeah. it's interesting to me, I'm not going to have it done right now. No. It's not something I'm interested in right now, but maybe in five, 10 years, I'm like, mm, I think I might have a bit of a tweak or whatever. And it's had such a negative connotation because of all these people that have got like major, major overly filled lips. I a lot of no... them just look stupid. They really do. I had no problem with Love Island until they said that people with like disabilities and people that are plus size couldn't yeah, they, find they, love. They actually came out that and said, didn't they, something like, yeah, we do only put statement. fit people on kind of thing. They said, we don't put in people over above, above a certain size or with disabilities. I don't know if they said with disabilities within this statement, but they said it in something else. Right. Um, because we want people to be attracted to each other. How horrendous is that as a message? That's And my teenage daughters watch that show yeah. and I have said repeatedly like, I feel like I'm a bad parent letting them watch that because that show is fucking trash. It, I can't... I, I've never watched it. I mean, <laughs> I've never watched a full episode. I've never seen any I've, of it. <laughs> but I've, like, seen clips and read and... Yes. Re like, I know enough to know that it is such a dog shit show. It's just utterly ridiculous. Like, the the, the bigger message that it yeah. is giving our young people. See, I like reality shows. Lee and I watch a lot of, like, American Real Housewives. Love it. But we're talking about older women in like what feel like fictitious places because mm. it's like out somewhere that you don't go to. Yeah. Um, and it, it's completely different. We're not talking about what young women are looking at. These women are all like 50. And when they have filler and all this crazy stuff done, you're yeah. like, ha, 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 whatever. Yeah. But we're if not you're talking 50, about... you've, you've yeah, earned the right to do it. Go for it. you want. <laughs> do you want. Yeah. But we're not talking about 20-year-olds and them people just growing up thinking that's what they're supposed to look like and mm. if you don't look like that like when i was growing up it was emaciated you had to be everyone had super super straight hair mm. and no eyebrows because i now do have tattoos yeah. on eyebrows yeah and um you were like kate moss waif yeah or nothing and then it steadily became like do you remember when j-lo yeah came out and j-lo's bum was big yeah just look back at those pictures of j-lo <laughs> she yeah. had a huge yeah, bum. Yeah, that yeah. That is how J-Lo, J-Lo's bum was like top headline J-Lo's bum's more famous than J-Lo's singing. J-Lo's bum was supposed to be a pop star. Maybe a size 12 at best. Like she, it was, she was a perfectly normal, regular sized woman. Yeah. Uh, I say normal, straight sized woman. But that was huge. And then suddenly Kim Kardashian comes in and like changes the game completely. And things change. Everything goes in cycles. So in 10 yeah. years again, something will be different. If you have changed your body like permanently, mm. then it's like the people that overplucked their eyebrows. You can't get those eyebrows back no, after a while. No. You fucked them up. Yeah, yeah. You, you tattoo your <laughs> eyebrows on now. What are you going to do when it's like cool to have just line eyebrows again? Yeah. If you've done something permanent to your face, like major cheek implants or like a nose job to look a certain way, what's it going to be cool like when, when it's 
supernatural again, what are you going to do? Exactly. When the trend is that and you're like, oh, I wish I'd done this. Making these permanent and semi-permanent decisions. Based on um, trends. Yeah, based on trends. is just, it's just ridiculous. But it's just being encouraged and thrown down young girls in particular. That, that's definitely a demographic. I mean, mind you, I don't know. Boys are getting just as bad in terms of like wanting to be aesthetically pleasing and stuff. And like, I mean, just one thing on Love Island. What I watched a clip. I only watch a clip because Jack Mate, I watch his videos and he mm. was taking the piss out of him and Jack Mate's hilarious. I've I love him. And when he's like, when that geezer's on there and he's like, yeah, men want to be me and women want to be with me. I'm oh. thinking anybody that said, I specifically said to my two teenage oh my girls, I said, if any boy <laughs> ever says that ever, you go nowhere near him, otherwise I will definitely, definitely bury him. If you bring someone like that yeah. home, they're a goner. Because that is one of the most dickiest things I've ever heard in my life. But also, that's the worst thing to say to a teenager, because the first person well, she yeah. brings home is going to be a guy like that. Yeah, I Tell mean... Tell him not to do something, 100%. Yeah. But oh. plastic surgery on the whole, I don't think it's a terrible thing. I yeah. actually worked with someone years ago who was a teenager when we met, and I was like, don't do it. She was going to have a nose job. I thought it was a terrible idea. She had a nose job and she looked like a Disney fucking princess. She looked amazing. <laughs> it was the best nose job I've ever seen in my life. And yeah. it was an improvement yeah. to her face. I didn't think it needed improving. Yeah. But she did look better yeah. after the nose job. I don't think it's a terrible thing. But I always come back to if you are planning on having children and that child gets your nose, how do you explain to them that they're perfect as they are? You're basically saying you're You are ugly. saying I hated your nose so much I changed it. Yeah. Oh, I've never thought of it that way. That's a really, really good point, that. That's that's really my only problem with plastic surgery, apart from the fact you might regret it. Yeah. Not smart. Um, and a lot of people probably do regret it. Yeah. But I'll have to get someone on the podcast who's got who's had a lot done. Yes. And talk to them about it. Let's that get Heidi Montag cool. from the hills. Yeah, I don't know who that is, but let's. <laughs> so we've spoken about so much in this podcast. I think we've covered loads of stuff. I think it's been really good because we've not only got to know that, oh, look, this is Michaela. She does YouTube and has a book and is a blogger. <laughs> it's like... I think we've had we've gone in real deep oh here on a lot of stuff, <laughs> haven't we? For those of you that are just listening or watching this, it's been four hours. Four hours we've been doing yeah. this. Mental. Thank you for your time. <laughs> but I've got a question that I heard actually, Jack, mate. I spin it a little bit. Uh, I've got two questions to finish off this podcast. The first one is like a theoretical question that I think I'm, I'm, I'm not going to rip it off altogether. I just want your opinion. But... You've got a bag of balls in front of you. There's a hundred balls in this bag. You can't see in the bag. You just know they're in there. You've got to put yeah, your hand in. It's not a see-through bag. Uh -huh. 99 of them are blue and one of them is red. Mm -hmm. All of the blue ones, 99 blue balls, if you put your hand in and pick out one of the 99 blue balls, they're worth one million pound each. Uh -huh. The red ball, you will die in one month. <laughs> So there's a ninety. There's only a one in hundred chance that you'll die, but there's a ninety nine in hundred chance that you are gonna get a million pound. Right. First question it? is, do you do it? Uh -huh. Second question is, how many balls are you going in there for? How many? Oh. Like, okay. Would you keep going? Yes, and one. So you'd have one go, and if you pick out the blue and you've got a million, you're like, right, fuck that, I'm set. But if you pick, if you pick out the red. Can you keep picking them out? Yes, I know. Danetta said that, and I was like, shut up, that's not the game. No, but, <laughs> um, that's, but that's still part it of it. It is, because you could, I've you... got 99 million to spend in a month. Exactly. Are you prepared? If you pick out that red, you're also getting 99 million pounds. Yeah. That's but... part of the question, because yeah, yeah. you are prepared to put up so... your family and their family's families and their family's families. You are pro like providing for an entire 
So what of you're people. saying is you're quite happy to say, right, I'm worth 99 million to my family. There's the money, but yeah. I'm gone. A hundred percent. Right, yeah, fair enough. I mean, one million. <laughs> I mean, I tell you, the actual question was that if you got the the red ball, mm-hmm. you got like stage four cancer or something. And the way that he, he spun oh, I'd that. I'd rather just die in a month. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's, stage that's four what I mean. Sounds terrible. That's what I mean. He said like there would have to be some form of suffering. Right, okay. So that's probably to counteract the fact that you wouldn't want to live with that. Yeah. For a few months, True. even with 99 million, you'd be yeah, like, yeah, you probably yeah. won't be able to do anything. But I don't know, it seemed a bit dark, morbid, and a sinister. Little, so little I, little I switched it up grim. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, but realistically, you're going in for one, I've got my million. Yeah. Fuck that. I'm not, or I'm going to die for a million. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, if you pick out, yeah, that's interesting. I suppose if you pick out the Red Bull first, no, you can't go and get more. That's it. Game over. Literally. Yeah. But well, also, yeah, here's what I've always thought because of what we do. Yeah. If we die, oh, it's yeah. perfectly underneath the microphone as well. I swear <laughs> that was off. Anyway, um, if we die, bing, um, how many more people are going to listen to this podcast? Oh, views. I legitimately, for years I've said this to people, I need to write down logins for things. I'm like, yeah. if, if I... Uh, if I like, because I've my made jokes, again, you can joke about anything. You I've can. made jokes like when I've been walking alone, vlogging, and I'm like, if someone finds this footage, please <laughs> upload it to YouTube. Like, this will be my most viewed video this of all time if legacy. I die. Yeah. Um, but I legit, like, a lot more people will buy my book. They would. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So, are you asking me to do you in? So then, Possibly like, so. this podcast will definitely explode. The first official episode. <laughs> will be I'll the end of my life. Yeah, and that's it. And that will get views. <laughs> and that flawed uh, person <laughs> yeah, is, a, is yeah. a dickhead. And also, let's frame her for it because this yeah. is motivation. <laughs> there you go. Right, my final question. This is one thing that I want to ask every single guest I've asked everybody I've spoke to so far is you've got to change your name. Mm-hmm officially mm-hmm. so like obviously you can't just go oh, i'd call myself jesus christ because i don't think you're allowed to by law let's pretend it's, you've got to do it officially you're really not allowed to do that i don't think so i think there's certain names that you're not actually allowed to change your name Jesus to. Christy. yeah i mean i think i always think well, there's loads of spanish people called yeah. jesus sure. i mean they say jesus yeah, and all yeah. that bollocks it's jesus right. right but let's say so we're in the uk obviously you've okay. got to change your name mm-hmm. and live with this now for the rest of your life what are you changing you can either just pick I've got first it. name you know it yeah go jessica rabbit Jessica Rabbit. Right. Have you ever seen... Rabbit surname. Oh, my God. Have you never seen Who, who, Fle- who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. Jessica Well, Rabbit. when I were a kid. Right. Jessica, 100%, was always the name that I wanted to be called. Right. So that's my it's answer. easier to remember Jessica. than yours. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to be called Jessica. I don't know what it is. I just love that name. Jessica. Um, and then I was obsessed with Jessica Simpson. Right. Um, and Rabbit, because that's the first thing that came to mind, because Jessica Rabbit, also, she's very sexy. Don't you remember her? I, I do, but when you said she's very sexy, I'm like, is she not an animated character? She is character? an animated character, but come uh, on I now. struggle to find... You it's said like, you have were you those people? I, I, I am, but uh, animated things being sexy, I'm not so sure. I, me and Danette and did... He, and she was like with a, a... What's it, man? She was with a... Because um, it was real light. I can't like... Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean... Do you remember... I suppose it's only I mean, really it sexy if you transfer it into being a real person. But she was with a real person in the movie. Yeah, in the it's movie. In the, it's not real. But she's like, <laughs> it, she's a very like sexualized character. Yeah. I mean. So uh, that's who you want to be. Yeah, I want to be Jessica Rabbit. Well, that's fine. She's like the polar opposite of me. <laughs> so it'd be Jessica.com. Yep. I mean, that would never be available. <laughs> no, no, probably not. Um, that 
that's easy. That were easy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I asked Jeff this. I asked Jeff this and we went on for about three hours about his actual name. I asked Lisa this and she had a really funny story. That podcast will be coming up at some point with Lisa Hensby. That were really I saw one. that on Twitter. Yeah, did you see the little clip that I'd put up? I saw because she was, she was, wait, 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 Sabrina. Yeah. I did see that. Sabrina and a story that. behind it was mm-hmm. fantastic. You're just straight in Jessica Rabbit. Jessica That's Rabbit. It. I knew Jessica, just because they've any, I've had that question before. Yeah. If you could have any other name. <laughs> it's been nine years. I've been asked a lot of questions. <laughs> right, I think we're going to wrap up. That's yeah. that. Everyone knows where to find you. You've got it on your mug. It's Mikhaila.com. Correct. Mikhaila. And it's phonetic. How anybody can't say it is the Once you look thing. at it, actually it's look at the Mikhaila. letters, you know, it actually says. Once you look at the letters, which is a name. No, but you know, when <laughs> usually when you look at something, you just see the M, the yes. K and the A yeah, yeah, and yeah. instantly go, Mikhaila. Obs. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why people do that. Obs. They're all idiots. I'd never do that. Um, and what else are you? Miss Budget Beauty. But it is Mikhaila McDade on the main stuff, Instagram, yeah. Twitter. I wanted area. to change... Uh, my YouTube and people didn't like it. What, you were going to just change it to just your name? Yeah. It's tricky when you're established like you. Mm-hmm. Well, I also had a blog that was missbudgetbeauty.co.uk and I moved it to michaela.com, kept the, the domain. Yeah. And then it, 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 it lapsed and I didn't realise it had lapsed. Someone else Ooh. has taken it and they... So someone else now is Miss Budget Beauty. Shady as you like with it, yeah. They are using a the lot the logo that I used to use that Fuck I paid for. Off. They're using um, like a lot of information and some of my old posts and stuff. But I have no idea what to do about it, and I don't want to pay someone to like do something. Missbudgetbeauty.com. Co.uk. I'm going to tell you. It's too expensive because I've made it expensive. Yeah. How frustrating is that? So someone is profiting from Your a domain work. that I made. I mean, to be fair, hats off to them. <laughs> they figured a way to cheat the system. Well done. Although I'm going to be coming have a look. I might leave a comment, a hate comment. I don't condone that. That's it. You can get me on uh, at that David podcast on everywhere. And obviously go and check out all the David and Danette stuff because that's the important stuff to me. Obviously. <laughs> I have to keep up with that. Thank you very much for your time today. It's been mega. It I has. think we've actually managed to record like... Five. There's gonna just be a full YouTube channel of this. Yeah. Amazing. 100%. Well, I mean, if it's me, then I would be separating a, separate, a new channel. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Why not? Right. Thank you very much, and see all you later. Bye. Right. If I press stop.